This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. Worth covering. Original classic hit makers. Now I'm going to really shame myself and admit um, that I have been looking for this song for a while. I heard it on something I've been watching on Netflix and um, and that there was a sort of an 80s, 90s thing and this song was on and I, I turned to my family and went, that song, I, can, I need to do that song, I want to know about that song. And um, and they were like, yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, wrote it down because I knew it was called Self Control. Kept thinking it was Miami Sound Machine. Got nowhere searching for it. Ended up doing a load of other stuff. It's not Miami Sound Machine at all. I couldn't have been more wrong. It's Laura Branigan, who is actually more famous for other songs or rather you might know her from other songs but this remains her biggest hit she didn't write it it was a cover but when she sings it it's incredible so let's talk about her because she's an amazing or she was an amazing artist we did lose her and I'll tell you about that too her name is Laura Ann Brannigan 1952 she was born who knew um and uh, she was an American singer-songwriter. She's also an actress. Um, and she had a platinum-certified album. Well, the single, first of all. Let's talk about that, Gloria. So who remembers Gloria? That's, that's just... I'm, I'm even saying it with the wrong intonation because it's Gloria in the song. <laughs> Obviously, Gloria. That's from 1982. It stayed on the US Billboard Hot 100 for the 38 weeks, that song total disco tune Um, and that was a record for a female artist then it peaked at number one it also reached number one in Australia and Canada and so um, she then went on and and did tours with it she she then released this one this went to number four she also had success in the UK with Gloria and self-control she was in the top 10 the UK singles chart it's awful when you have to sort of look at it from a female male perspective but they do Um, and and obviously she got heralded because she was a female doing all this so um her greatest level of success in the 80s um was a particular album that had singles on it solitaire she did um and she did uh, how am i supposed to live without you we all remember that from what's his name with the crazy hair how am i supposed Michael to Bolton. thank you see that's all i said the crazy hair you got it amazing that was 1983 she did that one um, she did Tiamo. I know that one. I love that. She did The Power of Love. She did all these amazing things. And then, of course, the um, Academy Award winning Flashdance soundtrack. That was her, people. That was her. Um, I must, I must make my kids watch Flashdance. She also did the Ghostbusters soundtrack. She did Miami Vice. Who remembers Miami Vice? Pass. Remember that? The original. I think they've made, done a remake then. Um, she, in 1985, she won the Tokyo Music Festival Award um, with the song The Lucky One. Uh, so she's had, you know, quite a prestigious career. Let me tell you about how she grew up. She was born in 1952 in Brewster in New York. She was the fourth of five kids. And there's no doubt about it. When you, when you are born into such a big family like that, it does affect your take on the world because you are literally being... Uh, you share your parents with with four other human beings it's a big deal and she was fourth out of five um her mother was called kathleen her father was james brannigan you can hear the irish in that uh, and she had this huge kind of irish uh thing going on her grandparents lived in ireland william o'hara they couldn't get more irish if you tried um But she was always about music. She went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City. Uh, She worked as a waitress. 
know it well. That was pretty much my acting career as well, working as a waitress. And then in 1972, she met an acoustic guitarist um, called Walker Daniels. And this this defined her moment. She met him and his wife, Sharon Storm, uh, and they formed a band and it was called Meadow. Everything was great. Um, they got a bassist in. Life was good. They got an album. And um, they released this album, and they were obviously signed to this small label. They released the album, but they didn't, they, the record company, for whatever reason, didn't advertise it properly. It didn't get released properly. They didn't advertise it properly. The band broke up, and at this point, we lost Walker Daniels. Um, he was so depressed, apparently, by what happened that that was it for him. Um, and this affected her a lot, and she would refuse to talk about it. She didn't want to talk about the band, and she didn't want to talk um, about Walker Daniels either. She then met her husband, and she loved her husband. His, her husband was a lawyer. Everything is cooking on gas. She was doing super well through the 80s, massive hits into the 90s. She had a bit of a slump, but she was starting to have a comeback, um, sort of around the 1993 time, about to go on global tour, and suddenly her husband died. And, and or rather he got ill and she went enough I am not going anywhere with you like this um, she refused to accept the diagnosis um, and his prognosis which is obviously um, what the doctors are saying his expectancy was she nursed him she gave up music and through the 90s she did that he was her everything and then eventually um, we lost him and, and at that point, she went, OK, I'm going to return to music. Um, and she did. And then she had this huge resurgence. So sort of late 90s, um, she suddenly had this resurgence. And, and there were all these disco tunes that she was doing, everyone started listening to again, uh, which is really nice. And there are a few that flick up. I mean, I, I, I love a good disco tune. Or they're mixed and other people are bringing them to the fore. And she also did Moonlight on Water, which became a huge um, anthem and this was a top 30 adult contemporary hit, but like massive, massive, massive anthem and everybody was singing that. So I'm going to go and find that as well. And uh, in 2001, um, she returned to the stage. Um, she was going to do so much. There were global tours um, planned. Everything was fine. And on August the 26th in 2004, she was 52 years old. She died in her sleep. And actually, it was a shock to everyone. No one understood why or what or how. She was perfectly fine when she went to bed and she just had a brain aneurysm. So her legacy and her story is, is there's so much, there's so many highs and lows. There's so much light and shade. There's so much sadness, but so much glory. And she was this incredible talent. She's, um, she was an amazing producer as well. And um, some of her credits in the middle of her career where she started producing albums. She did Celine Dion's one. She wrote for Celine Dion. She did these amazing things. And in the background, she had all this sadness. So now you know about the artist, you can now listen to the song and enjoy it properly. This is from the album called Laura Branigan um, and, uh, and it's self-control and it is actually her biggest hit even though you might know her from something else. This is the one that people over and over again absolutely love. 1984, we're going back to Thursday night, brilliant tune, turn it up, have a listen. The Woman is a Master. It's the music greats on Yalla Home on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.